This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, we are in the thick of bye week here. The thick of bye week. And while many other Viking shows out there, I'm sure, are taking some time to kick back, relax, and enjoy themselves. No, we dive deeper. We dig even deeper into the topics that matter, into what ails this football team the last couple weeks. State of the offense Thursday today, boys, on Purple Daily. There's no off season. There's no off season. There's no, no off weeks. No. You know what? The players are off. You think KOC's off? You no, think KOC's sitting in a sitting on a beach somewhere? No, no, he's in his office grinding film. Yeah, it, it, the sun's, the show the right sun's now. out today in Minneapolis, but you know he's got the black curtains. He's got maybe like a desk light on. As he grinds through the old, and I bet he doesn't use the digital film. I bet he uses the reel-to-reel film to really oh, get a feel for the old. I love that. I love that. You know what? He left for work today, and the kids said, "Daddy, what time are you home? You're on the bye week." And he said, "Kids, I have no idea. This is a work week." <laughs> he's like, he's like our guy Rick Flair. He leaves home six Woo! months later. He comes back, and if his family's still there, that's great. <laughs> Not, you know, there's uh, there's other fish in the sea for Rick Flair. But um, we're going to dive into one key question specifically that, that Joe Buck sort of brought up on the Monday Night Football broadcast. Uh, and then we'll get to a random Viking of the Week and some other fun stuff on today's show. A shout out to our friends at Zero Res. They're helping you clean that dirty home, that dirty carpet for the holidays here. Okay, you don't, don't be embarrassed by all the, you know, you're tracking in. Now there's some snow on the ground, I feel like, every couple of days. You're tracking in mud, paw prints, whatever it may be. You know, maybe... Uh, Uncle Bob spilled some Pinot on uh, the carpet or something. Uncle Bob. Uh, get your ass together. Uncle Bob. You know, come on, Bob. What a buffoon. Let's not yeah. invite him next year. Well, if you love a clean house and you want to clean your house for family gatherings, no better way than with Zero Res. Don't just DIY it. Call Zero Res. Uh, a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Google with over 17,000 reviews. And if you call Zero Res or go to the website, you can ask for the Phil Mackey and Score North special Three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129. This month, also $75 off when you get your air ducts clean so you can breathe a little easier mm. at night. 952-0-RES or ZeroResMinnesota.com. The Phil Mackey Score North Special. Tell them you want that. Spell it forwards and backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. So state of the offense here, boys. Let's start with just the overall offensive categories. Where does this team rank after a putrid, embarrassing offensive performance against the Bears at home? Yards per play, Vikings are still ninth in the NFL offensively. 
points per game, they're down to 14th. EPA, so expected points added analytically based on process, 14th. And DVOA is kind of the same, but different formula, 19th. So you put all that together, 9th, 14th, 14th, and 19th. So call them sort of a fringe top half of the league offense here. That's kind of gone down a couple steps the last couple weeks. Uh, I'll give you one more here, and then and then we can banter this around before we get to a couple of the questions. So Kirk Cousins compared to Josh Dobbs as Vikings. Let's let's compare where they rank here. Okay, passer rating. Now this is this is Cousins uh, before the injury, and this is Josh Dobbs in the last four games. Cousins passer rating third, Dobbs twenty fifth. As a Viking, not good. QBR, Cousins 7th, Dobbs 7th. Dobbs was so good QBR the first two games. He was sure. awful last week, kind of middle of the pack against Denver. It all averages out to be 7th. PFF grade, Cousins 6th, Dobbs 17th. Expected points added, Kirk Cousins 7th, Dobbs 18th. If you average all those categories together, Cousins 6th, Dobbs 17th. So the Vikings have swapped out a, a very firmly one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league that was playing at a really high level closer to top five for the 17th best quarterback somewhere in that ballpark. That, that feels that feels a little bit more right than maybe where, where things were at after the Atlanta and New Orleans games, right? Yeah, yeah that, I'm, it seems that, that actually um, there's nothing about that beyond probably the QBR still being seventh. That shocks me. And... Yeah, I mean that, and that's the that's the reason why I think that if the Vikings are going to now get to the playoffs, given what we have seen the past two weeks, not the first two, because Dobbs was really good, he deserves credit for that. But when you have turned over the ball six times the past two games, that's why I think we're going to see Nick Mullins, not Joshua Dobbs, not Jaron yeah. Hall, on December tenth against the Raiders. Um, but yeah, that doesn't like like that doesn't like. Wow, I can't believe the stats. I mean, Kirk Cousins was having a really good year. He was having a really good year. As far as the regular season goes, none of that surprises me. Um, but I do think that the Vikings are going to have to turn to a quarterback who O'Connell can trust. And I, I think that's the problem. Dobbs is a great story. I mean, it's a great story. But I think the erosion of the trust in ball security for a team that, keep in mind, had an erosion of that trust from day one of the regular season. Yeah. I think that's why we're going to see O'Connell turn to a quarterback who might be less flashy at his greatest moments, but O'Connell thinks he can trust more. Yeah. And I think Josh Dobbs did a great job for the most part outside of this clunker that he was put in uh, against the bears on Monday night football. But also I, I just, I go back to the whole game plan that Kevin O'Connell wanted to run with him. Um, that to me was just so strange that there were design runs. There weren't things that, Josh Dobbs did really well in the first few games that he kind of like eliminated off the table in the Bears game. And I think it's probably trending still towards a quarterback change when they return from the bye week. Uh, but I also wonder why KOC went away with some of the things that made Josh Dobbs so effective in the first few games too. And yes, the quarterback has to make the plays. Totally get that. But I also think it's a little weird that KOC just abandoned a bunch of plays that and situations that worked really well for Josh Dobbs. And with those four interceptions that he threw, and if you go back and kind of comb through, one of them was 100% not his fault. The, the Jordan Addison one was just on a... 
the only criticism that Aikman brought up was, boy, he might have thrown that a little too hard. But when you watch it, like, dude, yeah. it's a it's a laser over the middle. It literally hits him right in the hands and bounces through. Yep. Uh, a couple of the other ones, you know, the cornerback made a really nice play, kind of baiting him on that one throw. But still, like, you know, that doesn't have to be an interception. But with the four interceptions, the Vikings now lead the NFL in turnovers again. They they did after the first three weeks, and then a couple other teams caught the Vikings, and now they're back to turning the ball over a bunch. Then they have three also against the Broncos too, so it's like seven or eight turnovers in the last two weeks. So twenty four turnovers in twelve games. The Browns have 23 turnovers in 11 games. So once they catch the Vikings in games played, they might, they might swap the lead there. But if you look at the bottom, people wonder like, God, the, how are the Steelers doing this? The Steelers are, there's seven wins. They did it again. They fired their Fart? offensive coordinator yeah, exactly. and they, and they actually had a, a great offensive game yardage wise. They still can't score points, but they had 400 yards of total offense. But people are looking at the Steelers like, how do they keep winning games? Well, the Steelers have nine turnovers on the season in 11 games. That's the fewest turnovers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A 15 turnover gap between the Vikings and the Steelers in, what, 11, 12 games? So you're telling me if you could replay the Vikings season and take one turnover per game off the table, what would their record be? We Certainly better it. than six and six, right? I think you can point to at least three defeats, if not four, that can be directly linked. Yeah, they'd be right there. They'd be like a three-loss I mean, team right there in the mix for the number two seed in the NFC. We're not, we're not joking. When we say that the Vikings record is what it is because of the Vikings, I don't give a lot of credit to their opponents. Like, I'm not going to no. sit, sit here and say, well, the Bears played a pretty, okay, the Bears did some good things defensively, yep. but the Bears didn't beat the Vikings. The Vikings shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, the Bears are who we thought they were. The, 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 the Bears are who we thought they were. And, 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 and we let and, them off the hook. It does start. It does start with Dobbs, but I will say this: to your point, Jordan Addison had a disappointing game. I know the pass on the sideline was bad, okay, but I'd really like to find a way for Jordan to have slowed down and realized where he was. I'm. I'm not saying this is all his fault. Yeah, I am saying that was a salvageable play. If the ball had landed in the stands, I'd be like, Josh Dobbs sucks. But the ball yeah. landed on the sideline, and Addison admitted I could have done more. And if you complete that, different it game, was, different story. Uh, on the Dobbs front, though, on that pass, and I should have yeah. just I, – I cut some of the stuff. Schedules were – we usually get Boone on on Mondays, and then his schedule with – he's running, running around all over the place with – kids sporting events and with uh, he's running an offensive line training business and stuff. So he's a really good dad. He's a really good dad. He should peel back on that a bit for us. What <laughs> if you could sacrifice your parenthood actually? Well, no, I don't uh, want him to sacrifice his whole parenthood, but I mean a couple hours a week, like how hockey? about sacrifice like one of the kids, you know, just for us, you got to get three left. Just a few hours. So his bye week is looking like it's going to be this week with us and then we'll get him back in and we can look at some of the stuff in that bears game. One of the sure. things I'd like to bring up with you guys, but I went through and was like cutting up some of these plays for us to show with Boone and that pass. I agree. It's a tough catch because of where the ball's placed. You'd like yeah. to see Addison make the catch, but dude, that is a ball that you have to put on the number. Not I, on like if he puts, if what I Kirk agree. Cousins does there is, Oh, broken coverage. Let right. me throw it. Let me throw it, you know, 10 yards away from the sideline, throw it to the number. Right. Addison catches it going in toward like almost like a post route. So it was, it was a terrible throw in that situation. 
But here's here's a category for you too, okay? We're kind of going, like, turnovers was a category. Rushing offense. Let's talk about this for a second. And then I have a big quarterback question for you for the next category. So the Vikings rushing offense here, they are currently 29th in the NFL in rush yards per game ahead of only the Raiders, Buccaneers, and Bengals. So 29th in rushing, number one in fumbles. They've fumbled the ball 23 times in 12 games so far this year. Yep. But if you watch that game against the Bears on Monday night, there were two drives that, as you go back to and just kind of rehash, where did things go sideways for this team? Mm-hmm. Two drives in the third quarter. The first play of the third quarter for the Vikings was Alexander Madison's first 20-yard rush in over two calendar years, October 10th of 2021. Mm-hmm. Just a perfectly blocked, well-executed 21-yard run to go from the 25-yard line almost to midfield. They follow that up by passing the ball multiple times, failure, right? I think it was like five minutes of game time later. It might have been the next drive or the drive after that. The Vikings get the ball again at like their own 25-yard line. Three rushes, bang, bang. There's an 11-yard run, a seven. Three rushes, bang, 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 and they're back close to midfield, running the ball. Here we go. All right. They proceed to throw once they got to midfield. Six consecutive passes for 13 total yards, and I think the last one was a fourth down interception. Yep. So I guess, Mike... I know that the Bears' run defense has been one of the best in the NFL leading into that game. I get it. And I know the Vikings' rushing offense, they don't have a ton of confidence in it. But when, you're, when your quarterback is struggling to just avoid interceptions for the first hour and a half of the game, and you come out of the locker room, third quarter, 21-yard run, 11-yard run, 7-yard run, we got this thing going. Why do you then stop running the ball on each of those drives? That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around from a play-calling standpoint. Because Kevin O'Connell has had a hard time. I mean, first of all, there's multiple answers to the question. I would start with this one. Kevin O'Connell has had a difficult time marrying the run and the pass, which is absolutely imperative. You cannot you cannot not have one of them, okay? So it's not like, well, we're a pass-first team, and that's now that's great if you're a pass-first team, and that sounds sexy, but that does not mean that you cannot have a run game. Um, the other thing, so if if – you really want to get down into the weeds on this, the will, the real weeds, the football-y football weeds. Football. Uh, and extrapolate on what you just brought up. Let's go to the end of the game where the Vikings, or near the end of the game, where the Vikings had a chance to run clock. And O'Connell was sort of swayed about, should I run clock and make them use timeout? Should I try and put a dagger in them? What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And this is not the first time that the Vikings um, attempted to put the dagger in by running the clock out, okay? Madison, no gain. Madison, one yard. Uh, Dobbs, short pass, minus one yard. And then you have to punt, and Ryan Wright makes a bad punt, which is unfortunate, and I'm not absolving him, but what was the answer here? And I'll tell you, this to me comes back to the entire conversation of this team's run game, which PFF has proved is not the offensive line's fault. We no longer can just say, well, the offensive line sucks. They can't run the ball because of the, those guys. That's their fault. I do think they did a bad job blocking on those two runs you just mentioned, though, where, like, just to interject for a second, that's a situation where thinking on it, I'm less upset about the play calling in that spot. This is a drive where, hey, guys, if we can just run the ball down their throats for a first down, we get them to use timeouts, and we win the game because we get a first down. 
put a hat on somebody and make it happen. And they were unable to. So I, I do put that drive on the offensive line more than the play calling personally. But I'm going 10,000 foot view on this and the consistency of that run game and the, and the willingness to not only trust it, but have it come through. And I think that that's where that there is problems with the play calling. I think that's where there's problems with the personnel at times. I think that's where I think the issue that that we're talking about from a season long fundamental problem is the fact that you can't trust your run and that it shouldn't be. And we're not talking about getting chunks of 25 yards, 30 yards, 40 yards. We're we're talking about moving the chain. So we're talking about very manageable carries. And that to me is where they're and O'Connell, in my opinion, play calling wise to go back to what you just documented is at times panicking, and it's like, okay, we didn't run well there. Let's just start to pass the ball. Well, with Kirk Cousins, probably, you know, you feel like, okay, it's Kirk Cousins. But Dobbs on a bad night, you're not going to move the football. And so these are these are the things where I think no matter who the quarterback is in 2024, this team needs to get a semblance of a run game back that it can trust yeah. and that and that the coach can trust in game planning for it. Because that, to me, is where there is a big-time discrepancy in nobody saying you have to have Walter Payton in his prime. What we are saying is you have to have a run game that you can at least trust. And I would argue that in O'Connell's whole time here, I don't think he's ever fully trusted it. Yeah, and and it's like is some of that just he doesn't trust the personnel. Like, if you were to give Kevin O'Connell, this is my question. Like, let's say he stepped in and he was the – head coach now of the 49ers of the Eagles of the the Dolphins have an insane running game the the Dolphins at one point like three weeks ago the Dolphins were averaging over six yards of carry on it's 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 regressed now to like five and a half but if you were to give him you know the Ravens where you've got a dual threat quarterback or just a great road blocking uh like road grading run blocking offensive line and then running backs who actually have explosion too would he lean more into the run game or does he philosophically just not really believe in cramming the ball down a team's throat on the ground? That's, that's a question I have after almost two years of Kevin O'Connell play calling. I don't think he is successfully able to, and this is on him. I don't think he's successfully able to trust the run game to set up the pass. Like he's going to need to be, to become a completely mature play caller. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Because nobody's asking him to become flack. Like we're not saying, dude, you got to just run the ball. Let's have some. Let's have some NFC Central football, right? Let's just bring up the dirt and grass and let's go. We're saying, how do you successfully navigate a drive to where the run allows the pass to come alive more often? Because the pass can't really can can the pass consistently set up the pass. Like it, to me, it feels like it needs to be the the harmony of the whole thing mixed together. Yeah, but uh, but like, and I'm I feel like I'm kind of playing both sides here a little bit because if I put myself in Kevin's shoes, he doesn't have 
a true number one explosive, reliable running back. We can sit here and say, okay, well, Ty Chandler's explosive because he runs a four three forty, but there's a reason why the, if, if Ty Chandler was, I've kind of come to this conclusion. I'd like to see more Ty Chandler. You guys would like to see more Ty Chandler. If Ty Chandler was the thing that would unlock this running game, are they so dumb sitting in those offices that they wouldn't give him 10 carries to find out? Like, that's where I'm at. These guys aren't idiots here. I think, and, yeah. Go. No, that's my point. Like, I guess they, you know, they're, they don't have a guy. They don't have yeah. a Christian McCaffrey. They don't have the horses. Like, you know, the Ravens have a couple reliable running backs and Lamar Jackson. Like, the Vikings, the Vikings don't have a reliable number one running back. I think they are. Yeah, that's true. I think they don't. I think their um, problem with Chandler is one, his blocking, which, you know, yeah, okay, that's fine. But two, I don't think he's disciplined enough in his discipline with like lanes and knowing where to go that they and on coaches that's like to fans. We're like, okay, but he puts his foot in the ground. He's fast. They're like, no, 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 but he's not going to the right place. But we've talked about this before going back years. You can find guys who are upgrades. Like you can, it's not like Alexander Madison is disappointing and it's, and you've tried to replace Daniil Hunter, right? Like that's a unique skill set. That guy's unbelievable. So to expect him to step in, it's not like, well, okay, next guy, next guy, next guy. Running back literally is next guy. So like to me, solve this problem. Can't solve it right now. I totally get that. They can't solve it until. Probably but, the draft, unfortunately. Yeah. It looked like it looked like in a little bit of as things progressed until he, he got hurt, Cam Akers was getting closer, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can solve this. This should not be year three of O'Connell should feature a run game that they have far more confidence in. Far yeah. more. Yep. So okay, here's my quarterback question for you guys. Joe Buck went on the broadcast and I I heard this. I, I believe the word he used was desperate. So I wrote down the word desperate. I, I'm I'm 90% sure he said desperate or desperately. But the context of his comment was the Vikings are desperate to bring Kirk Cousins back in 2024. And Joe is probably almost certainly gleaning that from his production conversations with where they get they get to spend time a day or two before the game on a conference call with Kevin O'Connell and Quasey, right? So and those can be those are mostly off the record conversations. Just hey, we're we're doing all these games all season long. Catch us up on what's happening with you guys. You know what, what's happening right now. Oh, Kirk Cousins is a free agent. So my guess is Kevin O'Connell and or Quasey told him, yeah, we'd really like to get Kirk back here. You know he was playing at such a high level. How do you guys feel about the Viking? Let's let's take Joe, friend of the show, Joe Buck, right? Let's take him at his word. I hope still. I mean, T- TMZ picked up our stuff with him, so he might <laughs> be like, I'm out on those guys. I didn't know TMZ would pick this yeah. up. It's great. TMZ picks up the uh, Joe Buck Purple Daily. Rick Flair in the studio with his Woo Big Energy week. drink here. That's a nice drink. Big it's weekend. Nice I like your big can. Week. Judd with the yeah. slick back Pat Riley hair. This is yeah. a big week for That's a huge week. Purple Daily. I've changed the look. It's great. Uh, I saw Dan Graziano too of ESPN.com. He put out kind of more speculation towards this as well uh, this week in a, in a, in a dual piece, I think with Jeremy Fowler um, that he isn't ruling out a Kirk cousins extension either saying quote, that they have a large menu of quarterback options and it's certainly possible. They pivot away from cousins to a different run, but he and the team do like each other a lot. And I wouldn't rule out a return. You just know, he isn't going to come cheap, which I guess a lot of that stuff, 
everyone really knows he's not going to come cheap. Reunion's still on the table for sure. But it is strange, I think, the initial... What I went back to that like really stood out to me was the day after the press conference, after he tore his Achilles in Green Bay of just... Yeah, he's ready for. He wants to be ready for OTAs, and it was it was like they were discussing that he's going to be back here, and he wants to be back here, and he's already looking ahead to 2024 and stuff. So, I think a reunion's probably still on the table for him. Um, personally, I would move on to a different option because again, he isn't going to come cheap, and you have extensions to Jefferson and Derisaw coming up that you're going to have to pay other guys too. But I think they obviously they have a very good working relationship and, a, and an insanely mutual respect for one another. This is not just a one year thing. Kwesi and KOC and Kirk all are in you know I don't want to say cahoots, but they all have a very much a mutual respect for one another. So that's that's kind of my question for you guys: is what what do you want to see them do at that position? Now you've seen Dobbs for a month. You saw Kirk before the injury. Let's assume realistically. I don't want to hear. Well, bring back Kirk for $10 million. Like, that's not a real-world answer. Let's say the price on Kirk is still going to be, it's not going to be $50 million a year, but let's say it's going to be $30-plus million a year. It would have been over 40 pushing maybe close to 50 before the injury. Now let's say you knock off, you know, it's like a clearance sale or something. It's like a it's like a buy as off. is at Marshall's or something. Yeah, yeah it's a, so it's a little 30? scuff on that luggage. Let's call it thirty to thirty-five million in some incentives. Then I'm drafting a quarterback, or I am two-year deal has to be a two-year deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm drafting the quarterback, or I am finding one for a stopgap. I'm not paying that much. I'm I, he's tore his Achilles, and he's going to be thirty-six. I mean, what? Why would I do what? Unless I thought that we were on the cusp of a Super Bowl, which you know, yeah, nice comeback, but. You started, and it's not all Kirk's fault. He was statistically very successful. But you started 0-3 and 1-4. and I am not going to commit $60 million. And, and by the way, my thinking has changed internally because, and this is what I'm th- thinking, and I think if the Vikings are intelligent, what they're thinking as well. Um, Daniil Hunter has changed my mind. Six months ago, I was out. Six months ago, I, I would have traded him. I certainly would not have considered what what Phil uh, has talked about, which is giving him top dollar for his position. But I am now. I mean, my God, what more? Yes, he's had injury problems. But if I can do a mega two-year deal with Kirk Cousins or Daniil Hunter, and, and yes, Kirk plays a more important position. So hear me out on that, folks. I know quarterback, incredibly important. But I'm doing it with the guy who's come, going to be coming off a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. And who has shown no signs since he come since he came back from his latest injury a couple of years ago now, no signs of slowing down. And at some point in time, I can't keep writing everybody these checks. Yep. So so I'm out on Kirk in the parameters that you just gave me. And I might be wrong on the parameters. It is really hard to tell what his market's going to be and, and everything. But I think how I would approach this is I am not out on Kirk coming back in 2024 at all. So I want I do want to leave that door open in these conversations. Mm-hmm. I am out on any sort of Josh Dobbs could be the starter going forward. Like we were, we were hypothesizing about after the first two games, boy, he looks pretty good driving this car. If he keeps driving the car this way, which he didn't, <laughs> right. maybe there's a discussion there about a Geno Smith contract, but you know, he kind of, he kind of wrapped the, the car around a telephone pole there against Chicago and, Second half against Denver wasn't uh, a whole lot better. 
So what I what here's how I'm prioritizing to what Judd said. I'm in on Daniil Hunter. I don't think you can just let him walk for nothing. Now, if he chooses, he's a free agent, so he can do whatever he wants. If he says, you know what, I really want to go play for Jacksonville. I almost got traded there last summer. Or Brian Flores gets a head coaching job, and I loved playing for Brian Flores. I'm just going to go play where where he signs on as coach. There are some factors there that you can't control. But if Daniil wants to come back, I'm paying him. That is a priority. You know, I just take the risk on injuries and age, whatever. You can figure that out later. And then my next priority in terms of timeline, because you'd have to make the Daniil Hunter decision before the draft, obviously. The draft is like a month and a half after free agency. My next priority is I am going to draft a quarterback in the first round unless it, unless, oh my God, the top five quarterbacks just went in the first six picks and I can't physically get up into position, right? But if I'm drafting 19th or something, I'm looking to make a move up to 12th if I need to. I'm identifying whether it's McCarthy or Penix or the LSU kid, like I am making it a priority. I'm not just going to draft like a crappy quarterback that I don't love. It has to be one of the five guys I really like. If Kirk fits in after all of that and a Derisaw extension on the horizon and a Justin Jefferson extension, yep. if Kirk fits in as a bridge quarterback coming off the Achilles, awesome. Come on back, man. Hey, your replacement might have been drafted in the first round, so just get comfortable with that. But he is not my. He would not be my top priority going into my offseason checklist. He just wouldn't be. All right, dumb question that I don't know the answer to yet, and I'm not sure that it is a question that can be completely answered at this point. But what is the Cousins free agency timeline? Because he's going to be a free agent in March. Now I don't know the rules on physicals. Like like you ordinarily, yeah. Um, if, if you guys go back to March of 2022. Or 2023, excuse me. Part of the reason why the whole Dalvin Cook thing got gummed up and, and he was obviously under contract, but the Vikings were trying to move him was because he couldn't pass a physical yet. Yep. So if Kirk is a free agent, shops his wares, and I mean, he's a 35-year-old guy with a torn Achilles. And I know that Rodgers is, is coming back, but keep in mind, Rodgers had a different surgery too, though. So He also, so like, he also probably doesn't actually have a torn Achilles. Well, and I don't, and I'm, but I mean, There's he's no just, uh, I just don't even care. I don't even care about him. I'm he's, down that conspiracy gong, theory path. He's just 100%. a gong show. Congratulations. Cause I like that. That's a great theory. But anyway, my point being is what's the timeline there? Because like, is Kirk going to have to put himself on hold until he can pass a physical? So like, he's well, that a would June be better so- for the Vikings because then be. they could do what Agreed. they're going to do. And then it wouldn't cost 30 million anymore. But he's not and- going to want to do that because clearly it, if he can't, sign until he passes a physical he's going to be cheaper yeah like he can't he can charge way more on the first or second day of free agency in march than if he's forced to wait till like may or june it's a it's going to be a really interesting timeline here and all of this is like you know six months down the road the vikings in that building today we're sitting here doing self-reflection for the next six months the vikings are sitting in there figuring out who starts against the raiders right right is it Nick Mullins? Yes. Is it is it Jaron Hall? Well, and that's the thing too is as as Dugues explained, and I think he's a hundred percent right on the scoops that we did also uh, today on a of course reckless speculation Thursday. The thing to keep in mind is this: the Wilfs and O'Connell, I'm sure, are all in on the playoff berth because mm-hmm. because like I've seen some. Well, they should play Jaron Hall because they can find out more. And in a perfect world, if this team was out of the playoffs, I think Jaron Hall starts for sure. Yeah. 
But like they, there has been nothing ever about this franchise since the Wilfs bought it that screams they're going to, they're going to take a look see at the future when there was still a playoff berth on the line. Yep, yep, and they're gonna. It's 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 amazing. The Minnesota Vikings franchise. It is a gravitational pull toward nine wins more often than not, and <laughs> this is a weird winding path. Zero oh, and three, one and four, five game winning streak. Oh, lose to the Bears, and they're just like staring nine wins in the face. We have a random Viking of the week here coming up, but first we've been telling you about sound story this week because it could be the perfect holiday gift. I'm kind of bad at like gift ideas. I try to take notes throughout the year, but my wife's amazing at gift ideas, but this could be a great gift idea for you. So I've told you guys that like my grandfather played for Newt Rockne at Notre Dame almost a hundred years ago, fought in world war two was this, this great amateur athlete. And he died 15 years before I was born. So I have never been able to actually hear his voice and I've never been able to hear his stories. It would be great if they had the technology back in the day to just like have captured an hour of his storytelling, an hour of his, his life mementos. That's what sound story is. It's like a podcast with a professional interviewer. And I am one of the quote unquote professional interviewers that you can choose at mysoundstory.com where we sit down, we capture those memories in an interview with a loved one in your family, and now generations have that either video, audio, or a combination of both uh, in your family forever. So it's mysoundstory.com, promo code PURPLE, to get the holiday special of a 10% off gift certificate for SoundStory. Promo code PURPLE at mysoundstory.com. And uh, let us know if you do. I've had a couple of emails from people this week saying, hey, I signed up. My, my father or grandfather is going to sit down with you. And now I feel and pressure. Do, do you get questions then? Like, will they give you some questions yep, to there's, ask about? Yep. You can nice. submit various questions and themes and and we can kind cool. of we can kind of uh, collaborate on what you want the hour long experience to be like. So nice. my sound story Dot com. If you want to collaborate with Judd, a good place to go is Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the Sports Dad. Exactly, and especially this time of year when ho, 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 Christmas is on the way. Santa Claus is coming. Does Santa Claus like to bowl? I don't know. You, you would have to ask him, but I know one thing that Santa Claus likes. He likes it when you have your gifts in order so he doesn't have to bring everything on Christmas Day. And how about this from our friends at Park Tavern? The holiday gift card special available now through... Uh, December 31st, buy one hundred, buy a $100 gift card, get $25 for free, and you are going to have a gift card that I'm going to tell you your friends and family are going to love because who doesn't like a gift card? They're easy. They're simple. I've always said, give me a gift card. I don't want a present. I want a gift card. Park Tavern, the official sports bar of Sports Dad, a place to gather. And <laughs> if you're a boss out there looking for a place for the holiday party, some shenanigans, some fun, guess what? Park Tavern's the place for you. And I'm not talking about like a small get-together. I'm talking about a party for your company. Let's say it's 60 people. Guess what? Park Tavern. Tavern can handle it. Parktavern.net. Parktavern.net is the place to go for fun, for bowling, for get-togethers, and for gift cards. Louisiana Avenue South, St. Louis Park. And, of course, tell them Sports Dad sent you. Yeah. Also, hey, if you're a dog and you're looking for the best food for yourself, or if you're a dog parent like us, uh, Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North. My, in fact, it'll be probably, I would say, in about... 20 minutes or so, Maya Mackey is going to come pawing at the door and say, hey, hey, fat boy, 
Where's my lunch? Where's my Nutrisource chicken and rice? Mm, that's not nice, Maya. Don't don't fat shame people. <laughs> Stella there, she has no patience. She has no patience. She just says, pop, pop, get the food in the bowl right now. But, of course, she doesn't sit there. Look at her, judgmental. And then look at the Vinster. Go back to the Vinster, Dex. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah there look at is, that right, look. There, yeah. Look at yeah. that look. Please yep. feed me. Looks like such yep. a nice young man. Feed me more. He feed does. Me. He does. The stomp, the Ryback. Yeah, he's just, yeah. he's ready to go. Give <laughs> me more. He's ready to rock. Yes, yeah, so our friends at Nutrisource uh, make him a very, very happy boy. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. All right, boys. Time for a random Viking of the Week. We ha- Actually, we had a surprise one on uh, Mackie and Judd. Write that down. The guest listener predictor surprised us with a random Viking of the Week. And Judd correctly guessed Michael Jenkins. So congratulations, Judd. That ends my one, two, three, four, five-week winning streak on Random Viking of the Week. That was a bonus one. You have clues for us today, right? Because I lost last time. Yep. The last official time that we did it, yes. Yep. So all time, Judd has 62 wins, Declan 29, I have 17. In the new era where we all three compete against each other in an equal format, Judd has 10 wins, I have 10 wins, Declan has three wins. Judd lost last week, so he throws out the clues this week. We get up to three strikes. If any of us hits the three, the other person wins. Here we go. No cheating. All right. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. This random bike hails from Platka, Florida. Wow. Platka, Florida. This random Viking played his college football at South Carolina for those fighting Gamecocks. I'm control effing here. Sure. Okay, interesting. All right. This former and random Viking, well, he's on Instagram, not super popular, 2,097 followers. I have a guess. Sure. Do I want to burn it? Let's go one more clue. I don't know if you. It's only one. It's only one guess of three. I mean, you'll still be a two. I know, but then I'm, but I'm going to be nervous to fire off the second guess, and Declan will just sit there and let me burn myself out. All right, all right, all right. This former Viking at the NFL Scouting Combine ran a four point six one in the forty yard dash. Okay, I'm glad I didn't guess. Can I just say, Phil, did you think yes. this is not a guess that this was Sydney Rice? No. Is it okay. Sydney Rice? No. That was not a guess by me. I'm, I'm <laughs> no. talking out loud to Phil. And but I don't know if that was a guess. Wrong, but he I'm did wrong. go to <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> it's good, it's yeah. good guess, but he though. did go I think to... we've already used him, haven't we? Yeah. Let me control yeah. F Sydney Rice. Sydney? I don't yeah. have him on here. <laughs> we have oh, not used we Sydney Rice. We have not used Sydney that Rice. Been not, the, okay. That would have been the stealthiest victory of all time though right? i would have been super pissed off if that but, but he said it's not a guess like what what would have happened no I, no declan said it's not a guess but then i said is it sydney, sydney rice? rice and you said no so that, that oh is my official god guess so we would have given you the win i oh would have quit god. the show my critics would have loved it dude but I, you do, I don't think you should do that, that next time like i think that should be held for after because well, you you just set yourself look, up a four for, six forty and two thousand instagram fo- like he has way i he definitely has more followers and four six forty is slow for a yep. wide receiver. 
It is. Yep. Sidney Rice is is very popular in the Seattle business community. He is yeah. like a he's like a wine owner and a vineyard owner. So he still he's lives a, out in in Washington. He's a very Seattle. cerebral cat, as I recall. Yep. All right. All right. This former Viking, and right now, Rando, played in forty seven games with the team, but made only seven starts. All with the Vikings. Yes, sir. How many starts? Seven. Of 47 games. Hmm. <clears throat> this was this was after he was a third round pick. Of the Vikings, by the way. So th- this is a career Viking. I'm Not a long career, but this is a career Viking. Faster. Oh, he was a Oh, so he only played with the Vikings? Yes. Yes. Oh. Third round pick of the Vikings, only a Viking. Um, I don't think this guy was in. Nope. This next we haven't clue used is... this guy, though. Okay. This, next guy. Clue, this next clue should help. This former Viking had two interceptions in four-plus seasons, and those seasons were, I'll give you the seasons, 2002 to 2005. This is such a dark period in Vikings history. But I feel like it's a prime period for both of you. I feel like as Declan was coming off, like as a youngster, he was now embracing the club. And Phil was certainly cognizant enough of the, of this club. And 2002 to 2005 basically makes him a Ticey Viking. He was a Ticey Viking. Um, is it, I have a guess. Is it, I think the guy's name was Brian Williams. There was a Brian Williams. He played cornerback, and it's not him. Oops. So I'm, I'm down to my final guess now. We have not used Brian Williams yet. I'm adding him to. I'm adding some of these names Phil, to the Phil, future. Casey, There's a lot of future Casey, ideas here. In case yeah. he suffers a defeat here, he's going to have some ideas for next week. No, it's actually, I do that sometimes too when we play oh, no, this. Smart. It's smart. I'm not passing judgment. I'm not a judgmental person. I, you guys are my buddies. His best NFL season came as a rookie when he had 27 total tackles and one interception. So, again, that's 2002. Oh. Oh, man. I have another guess, but... But if I'm wrong, I'm then Declan just wins. And this would be Declan's first win since the controversial Hank Basket episode of Random Viking of the Week. It's like back in the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Mm. This former Viking was a special team stalwart and, in fact, was the special team's captain. Um... Did you confirm he was? You, you can answer this however you want to, but when I guessed Brian Williams, you yep. said he is a Brian is a cornerback, but it's incorrect. Brian. Was that a confirmation that we're looking for a cornerback here, or no? No, in not fact, necessarily. Next, in fact, your next clue, I'm going to give you the position. He was this former Viking was a safety. Safety. Okay. Kind of a special team safety from that era. God, that's those are some bad defenses too. Like bad. Those yeah. are Mike Tice defenses. 
I do have a guess, but I, I don't I don't think it's right. So we're talking about a safety. We're talking about 2002 to 2005, oh, and obviously a backup. This guy played for other teams. It's not like... I think we used him. Yeah, we've used him. <sighs> Can I ask? Does his last does his first name start with one of the last five letters of the alphabet? I'm sorry, first. This, does the name. first letter of his first name start with one of the last five letters of the alphabet? Yeah. Yes. Is it Wazwa Sirwanga? No, I would have gotten that. No. <laughs> but you were, but you got the right letter. You got the right letter. You had it. Declan wins. Willie offered. Willie offered, dude. Oh. Phil covered him. You don't remember Willie really Offer? Offer? I, I, I do remember Willie Offer. Suffered a gruesome, gruesome yeah. leg injury against the Saints in 2005. Oh, my God. I thought you had it because you had the letter right. I was going to ask specifically, does his does his first name start with a W? But I didn't want it to be too obvious. But the answer, you would you would have said yes, and you probably would have beamed like I was onto it. Uh, so, all right. Well, congratulations, Declan, for a... Backdoor victory here yes, and random breaking. Yeah. Really, really offered hell of a special teams player, and yeah, his really leg was offered. mangled at the Metrodome Ugh. against the Saints right before right before the Love Boat. Damn, dude! So he couldn't even participate on the Love Boat because he was so so mangled, banged yep. up, right? Yep. And then he went to training camp in 2006 with Childress, broke his hand or something, and that was it for him. See, Never played he again. He could have used some tender loving care on that Love Boat after the injury, you know, just some friends to. Brightness spirits. <laughs> Which boat? Because don't forget, there were two boats. The good yeah. guy boat and the bad guy boat. Yep. Did they? I don't think they served Surly on that boat, did they? Probably a good idea that they didn't from a brand perspective, Judge. But you can get Surly other places. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't. But if they had, I, I would have hoped that they all would have been sipping on a before I die. Because before I die, before we all die, we only want one thing, and that's a Viking Super Bowl championship. And Surly has put to, uh, has has brought us a beer that brings us all together in the before I die culture and lifestyle. Of course, um, they've got Furious, which I absolutely love. Uh, Logic Bomb. I could go down the list. The variety packs also great. Available, of course, at your local liquor store surly brewing you got to check them out and when you do of course as always show us your cans on twitter slash x i'm at jay's old at uh, score north we love to see what you're sipping on especially when you're watching a game mm. all right there it is random viking of the week congratulations what a victory by declan there just sat there and watched me <laughs> light myself G-Gol? on fire well, he he baited you into sydney rice which was genius i know I actually was going to guess Troy Williamson there first when you when you said South Carolina, but then you went four six forty. I'm like, no, that ain't Troy. And we've done Troy, right? I don't think we've done Troy Williamson yet. Uh, really? No. The key is available, so I no. almost. I started... might give you Troy. I'm going to give you guys. I might give you Troy Williamson next week if you guys can remember. If you guess it before the the first clue, you might have a chance to win. I almost gave you another former defensive back, but. The clues, there were like no great clues. They were all obvious. Yeah. So I like did five questions and I'm like, this sucks. It's too obvious. Dang. (laughs) 
all right we gotta we gotta we gotta go this is purple daily presented by quick trip here daily vikings entertainment where we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die dang it